Hello and welcome on to another episode here of the ISO Ball Podcast with your host, Derek Terrio, your place to learn about the NBA on and off the court. And we've got a draft review pod here uh, overdue as well. We always like to talk about the draft when these prospects come in. And here to help me do that is my good friend, Nick Raboni. Nick, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Derek. As always. So Nick obviously talks a lot more uh, college basketball. Uh, Nick, I, I assume you watch a lot more college. Actually, I know you watch a lot more college basketball than I do. So it's only it's only right for you to kind of jump on here and help me out. But um, I just want to throw it over to you. What are your kind of overall general thoughts about um, this class uh, in your opinion? Uh, I think it's a weak class if you're talking like, let's say... Like, from 4 to, like, 10, when you expect to get still some really quality there. I don't think there's as much quality there as there usually is. But then when you go later in the draft, like in the 20s, late teens, even some of the second-round picks, I think there's some potential there. Like, all in all, I'm going to say this is not a great draft class. But at the same time, there's there's going to be some diamond in the rough in the year. I, don't, I, I think there's some potential in this class. I just don't know if you're necessarily going to see it. From some of the guys that go in the top 15, there might be some of the guys that go later. Like, uh, But then there's obviously some guys that are locks in, I mean, my opinion, but I mean... Well, I think we know who you're referring yeah, to there. Exactly. Um, but no, I, absolutely. I, th- I think I, I think I generally agree. I think every draft comes with a few diamonds in the rough that we just never knew was going to be, you know, that guy. And then they turn out to be, you know, so, something crazy. I mean, you can think of all the second round picks you want uh, that turned into something that we never thought. So I'm assuming this draft will come with a few of those. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's just kind of jump right into it. Let's go one through 10. Uh, I think that's mo- that's mostly what we kind of, well, specifically what I got into. I know you know most of this draft, but um, so let's go one through 10. Let's talk about it. And then we'll jump outside of the top 10 after that and uh, go from there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, I feel pretty confident knowing this class. I feel like I've watched obviously some of the European guys. I, I only watched the highlights of, I can't say I've watched a ton, Absolutely. A ton of tape on them, but. Like, I mean, I know I know a little bit about them. I can't say for sure. Like, we'll touch it. One guy we'll touch about later, I think, Lucas Samovich. I don't know a ton about him. All I know about him is he came up through Barcelona, and Barcelona's known for if you have young guys who are kind of NBA prospects, all of a sudden they just disappear and they stop playing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just something that happens with some Barcelona guys. So then he went to Olympia out in Slovenia, and he really developed well. I didn't watch a ton of him, so I don't know, but Pop obviously saw something. So. Absolutely, and it's tough to bet against anything the Spurs want to tell you. So exactly, but let's go back to one to ten. But like, all right. that's all I'm saying. There's, I, I feel comfortable with this class, but there's some guys like that him, Samanich. I don't know a ton about. Fair but. enough. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the same boat with you. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's start with number one. It, like, I mean, Zion Williamson has been covered to the death of us. I mean, we went, me and you went and watched them play Ryerson. That was awesome. We that, that was a great time. That was in the, uh, the you know, the exhibition portion before the uh, the NCAA season had started. Uh, we came out of there, from what I remember, extremely impressed with Zion, his athleticism, uh, his ability, not just as a uh, freak of nature athlete, but also as a guy w- that's a good passer with the ball in his hand. Yeah. Obviously, extremely, uh, extremely dangerous in transition. Um, the, the shooting is obviously, you know, the big question mark. But even then, I think he shot, what, like 32% from yeah, three? Yeah, shooting is still a question mark, but it's definitely better. It's better than what people thought. So wait, from the start of the year to now, it's like, whoa. Like he's a better shooter than people thought. He Absolutely. went from a high. Okay, people knew he, he he's become a Duke. Obviously, there was more than just the highlight dunking. There's talent there, but a lot of people just knew him as that highlight freak dunker from high school. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, this guy has game. Like, he's he's skilled. He's game. very skilled. He's so, he's more than that. And like we don't need to 
you know, cover him to death. He's been covered by crazy amounts. Best prospects since what Anthony Davis, as people were saying. And uh, we're going to see. I mean, the fit on the court is really good in New Orleans. You, uh, I am very excited for those Lonzo to, uh, to Zion lobs. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I think a lot of people are in the same boat. So, I mean, I don't think there's too much to cover on him. He's, he's going to be a great player, and uh, we, we kind of know that. So, yeah, not too much more to cover on Zion, in my opinion. You like him more in the post and perimeter, I assume? You like him more in the four than the three? Um, I know it's NBA is going positionless, but you like him more in a four than a three? Yeah, I, I think I saw I saw good things on both sides. I mean, I had one specific play I can remember from the three-point line. He had a one-dribble crossover from right to left and got to the rim off of one dribble to a, for a dunk. So he definitely has that perimeter explosiveness, even if he can't shoot. But, I, I mean, I think he's I at 6'7". Yeah, he's. I think he's a four two, and I, I mean at six seven, he's gonna find his matchups and he's gonna bully guys. And there's other times where he's gonna have to use a little more skill. And I think either way, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine in my opinion. I, I think you're gonna see him play some three though, in my opinion. Sure, maybe. I don't think it's possible. I'm not gonna rule it out. Six. Yeah, I, I six, mean, seven, but yeah. he's two eighty five. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So uh, I mean, there, there's still a few question marks with him in terms of the actual fit, but I don't think there's any doubt that he's gonna be an excellent player from yeah. here on out. And I think that's what that's what matters. All right, let's go to John Moran. What, what do you what'd you see with John Moran? See, explosive, incredible player. Who, yeah, played in mid-major, played in Murray State. But there's just guys, you watch them play, and you're like, this guy can play at any level, and that's John Moran. Like, he is, he just flew up the board for me. I, from last year, I was like, okay, this guy has, he has some game, but I, I didn't know a ton of him. I knew a little bit about him. I knew he was pretty good. This year, wow, this guy is more than pretty good. This guy is he could be a first overall pick in another draft. Mm-hmm, like he's absolutely. not just like he's not just the second over. Like he's a Memphis has got a, a great guy to build around. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. He's and I mean, another good guy later in the draft too. We'll oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know the twenty four and ten is no joke. He's a he, he's a three level scorer. Uh, he's got that you know Darren Fox type of game in transition, but he's got that like Russell Westbrook type explosiveness. Yeah, you know, he, I, that's the player comparison for me is mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, absolutely. I think the jump shot is a little better at this stage. I think his yeah. off the hand, I think his off the dribble moves are a little better uh, than Russell Westbrook was at that time in UCLA. Obviously, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook was number four pick, yeah. and then he's number two, so a little bit different. But um, I, I, I really liked what I saw from John Moran. Again, mid major school, think- so the competition may not be up to par. But I think you put him, you put him in the Big Ten, the ACC. I think he's going to be doing very similar stuff. Hundred percent, hundred percent. For sure, I do think Westbrook has that slight more explosiveness. Sure, I agree. But with that. Um, yeah, John Moran has better jump shot. Right? Yeah, stage, absolutely. And his and we, we should touch on his vision. I mean, the tennis assist game is no joke. Um, I don't think they ran like an exuberant amount of pick and roll. I think this was a lot of kind of just John Morant really like look away passes, dump downs uh, into the interior, and that sort of stuff. From what I saw, I don't think they ran an incredible amount of pick and roll. Do, do, you, do you recall seeing that sort of stuff? Because they, they ran some, but like you said, it was a lot of yeah, just put the ball in his hands and. Let him create, exactly. yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, I think John Morant is a worthy number two pick here. Uh, again, Memphis now trading away Mike Connolly is going to need a point guard, big point guard void uh, for them to fill, and I think he's going to fill it perfectly. I have no issues about his fit in Memphis. I think he's their point guard of the future, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I agree completely. And there's some other pieces there, so... Absolutely, and we'll get to those uh, couple we're, about, we're excited about from yeah, what I understand sure. yeah, going forward here. Uh, all right, number three, R.J. Barrett. Again, another guy we saw... Uh, playing against Ryerson in the ex- exhibition, um, we did we did like what we saw, but at that time I think we were so we were like okay, we kind of expected him to put up what was the thirty four seven and seven. Expected a l- like it was, <clears throat> I don't know. He obviously came and played. 
he played. No sure, he did. But, like, it just felt like we expected a little more, but that's I, the whole I agree. That summed up the whole season for the Blue Raiders. Mm-hmm. He still performed, but, like, you just kind of sat there and expected a little more. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, R.J. Barrett still, he produced. There, You can't deny that. The man produced. But, I don't know. I'm not the only, I know I'm not the only one who's felt that his stock dropped. Oh, definitely. He like, was projected to go number but one. Like I mean, like heavily, heavily dropped. Like I, I, I think there's a lot of teams that, maybe teams that didn't have question marks that now maybe have some question marks. Like that's maybe what I think is about RJ Barrett. I still think he produced. Like I still think he's worthy of a high pick, a lottery pick, because yeah, he produce. You can't deny that he can create his own offense. If he puts that work ethic in. He has that. Like I said, like DeMar DeRozan type potential, but like he has like mm-hmm. definitely has offensive potential where he can create his own shot, he can shoot the mid range, he can attack the basket. Like he has that potential, but he's just flashing it, but he's still young. So like I, it's there, but can the Knicks mold it? I, that's the question. Abs- absolutely, and you know R.J. Barrett, uh, he was the leading scorer for Duke. It was not Zion, it was R.J. and you know, his game is a lot of, he, he's not a very shifty player. He's not really shaking you off the dribble. He's more of kind of bully balling you, getting yeah. to your spot, rising up over you, or going straight, getting to a uh, straight downhill, getting to his left hand, that sort of game. He, I think at this point, um, even though a lot of people are talking about it, I still think he's an underrated passer. I think his ability to, you know, kind of dish the ball and get it where it needs to be via skip pass, and I think more pick In and roll will help him. for sure. Yeah. Like, you got to perform. you got to move the ball in. So Absolutely. He was willing. Yeah, and he, he was willing and very capable of doing so. Yeah. Um, so from what I've seen, he's working with Drew Hanlon in the offseason, which is never a bad thing. I think I've expressed yeah. my love for Drew Hanlon a number of times and how good I think he is as a trainer. And from what I'm seeing, he's putting him on the Bradley Beal program uh, in terms of being able to like get that. to – yeah, I like that too. And being able to get to those step-back shots, uh, really getting on balance. It sounds like he's tweaked his jumper, moved his offhand a little bit. Um, so it looks like he's molding himself to be a big time shot maker in the NBA. And considering that was maybe one of his weaknesses, I would say as like a, a guy that really, uh, made shots at a high level, whether it be off the dribble three pointers or getting to the mid range and, uh, being able to, you know, rise up over big time, uh, big time length. I would say that's probably one of his weaknesses along with the ambidexterity. Um, but I think that that's good that they're working on that uh, early and often, and I think that's going to help him quite a bit. Yeah. No, like, like you said, it doesn't hurt to work with Drew Hammond. Like, it does not hurt at all. So we'll we'll see what happens. But there's definitely – it's not a – I don't think it's a surefire pick here. There's potential that needs to be molded. But at the end of the day, he proved he can produce. And the Knicks are going to – the offense is going to revolve around him for the most part. But, hey, we don't know what happened in the offseason. So too early to say that. But he's going to get some – He's going to get the opportunity to put up a lot of shots, so we'll see what happens with Barrett and the potential's there. Let's just see if they can mold it. I think I can see him doing a lot of what Devin Booker and Zach Levine did for their teams uh, last year, is putting up a lot of numbers, uh, doing at a fairly efficient rate, and still just not translating to wins because whatever for whatever reason, his team around him is not good enough to carry the rest of the load that RJ isn't carrying. Yeah, I don't think he'll put up like Devin Booker yet or no probably not but But the same type of idea where he's just carrying the scoring load and you know it has to do with yeah rookies are never efficient i shouldn't have said that but you you get what i'm talking about yeah okay let's go to deandre hodden hunter so this was the first big trade of the draft here uh well there was a couple beforehand but this was the i would say the biggest one so new orleans obviously getting that number four pick from the lakers and the anthony davis trade they trade that number four pick to the atlanta hawks for pick number eight 17 and 35 
Uh, going back is also Solomon Hill's uh, toxic contract back to Atlanta. And I believe there was a second rounder exchange there as well. And I believe there's a future 2020 first rounder heavily protected included in that deal as well. Um, but with that pick, the Atlanta Hawks selected DeAndre Hunter. Nick, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Hunter? Okay, freshman season, I thought I was like, okay, you know, there's some there's some potential there. It's like I don't think this guy's anything special. I really don't. And this season, <laughs> this guy broke out. Like, he flew up to my rankings. Like, I thought, wow, like, you know what? That potential's being molded. Everything improved. His shooting, his passing, like, every part of his game improved. My question, though, is, is it going to keep improving and can it translate to the NBA? I still think I like how his game is just on the rise. Like, I really, really like that. Virginia is a good team. He came from good coaching. He's he's a very good player. He's a lottery pick at four. I don't know. But when you look at the rest of this draft, I mean, maybe he is top five value. I don't know. There's some guys, put it this way, he wasn't ranked four on my board. Like, I, don't I don't think have, he was ranked four on most boards. Yeah, like I, I don't have him four on my board, but he definitely flew up my draft rankings, so I can see the reach. If that, if you, if that makes sense. Yep, so, that that definitely makes sense. So to I me. mean, if he flew up my board, I'm sure he flew up other boards even more, and I'm sure he flew up other boards less. So, hey, maybe uh, Atlanta was just one of those teams that loved DeAndre Hunter. They're one of those teams that he just absolutely flew up the board. So yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely, and. With DeAndre Hunter, you know, I, I think he's he's a high floor guy. Yes, I, 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 I think that that's probably what Atlanta's going no, for No, actually, here. no, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. He's high ceiling, low floor. Like, Interesting, really? Could, okay. I think DeAndre Hunter could come in here and not do anything. Like, I think there's a guy, like, he has that. There could be that, but I think he could come out and be a star. Like, I don't, hmm. I don't know. I think, because I think he's a guy like that. He has the potential. It's just going to take work ethic. It's going to take, put in that game, because it, he's, Showed it after his freshman and sophomore year, but the NBA is a different animal. I don't. I think he has that potential, but at fourth overall, that's why I just don't know if he's worth that pick. But I think he could show it. I just think, like I'm, I disagree. I think it's low floor, high ceiling. Okay, I think I personally, I think it's the opposite. Um, I'll I'll explain why. So he's he. I think we can both agree he's got an NBA body right away. Yeah. He's very he, he's very strong. Um, from what I saw of his game, he's a lot of. Uh, strong takes to the rim, a lot of NBA type of finishes, from what I understand. Things like turning the corner on pick and roll. Not NBA defense, though. Fair, fair enough, that's true. Um, but I do, I did see some strong finishes, multi ambidextrous finishes from him. Uh, strong takes to the basket from Hunter, which is good. Obviously, he's a, uh, I'd say he's been an average athlete. I don't think he's overly explosive, but I, I think he's an adequate athlete. Yeah, he's Th- definitely not. He's, he's a, he's an, ath- he's athletic, but. He just doesn't have that first step. Like, that's one thing about him. He doesn't have an elite first step. I agree. So if he doesn't have an elite first step in college, I don't know if he's going to have an elite first step in the NBA, like in terms of the NBA defense. What I think his real future, I really think, is, is I think he could be like a good 3 and D guy. Like, I I, I mean, like, that's, like, I just don't know. I don't see that elite first step to get to the rim and finish around, like, good rim protectors. Like, I... I just don't, I see the work ethic, I do, so I think there's the potential there, but, and at the same time, Virginia guys, like, I love Virginia for a college perspective, but they play slow, like, they play so (laughs) slow, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how it's going to translate in the NBA, he has the potential, I'm not saying he doesn't. 
I just don't worth these. Don't think he's worth for fourth overall. Okay, fair enough. I don't think that's a. I don't but think that's a, a bad assessment. Guy, I guess, yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a bad assessment. The three point shooting was interesting to me. I liked the stroke. I liked. Exactly. Uh, I liked the his stroke. Is there the that's stroke? The is there his? Uh, he has very good mechanics, in my opinion. The one thing that I did notice though was all of his threes came with like basically his toes on the line of that college three. Like there was no range to his three pointer, in my opinion. And you always worry about that with guys like that, that the, the three-pointer looks great in college, and then they have to take another, you know, big-time step yeah. back to the three-point line, and the, the, the percentage dips by, you know, five or so percent. Now, do I think he can get there as a shooter? Yeah, like I said, I like his mechanics. I like the way he gets it off. Nothing looks funky to me. But I just, I couldn't help but notice the fact that his, he was a toes-on-the-line type of three-point shooter in college. Yeah, and when he played in the, was it, yeah, the national championship <clears throat> game, like, he had a great game, so I think a lot of people remember that. Like that's this, also true. This guy's like, he's flying up boards already, and then in the national championship game, you show up like, pretty good. So I think that happened there, but I think he was just kind of riding a wave. Definitely potential, but yeah, we won't talk about him too much more. I think at bottom no, line, in my right. opinion, is Atlanta got a player that there's some a lot of potential there, but I think Atlanta got up the wrong player there. In my opinion, they could have got a better player, including the guy who went there. Fair enough. But they could have got a worse player, if that makes sense. Fair enough. And that's a nice transition because this is one of my favorite players in the draft after watching a little bit more of him, and that's Darius Garland uh, out of Cleveland. Hey, Cleveland made a nice pick. Cleveland made a nice pick. What do you know, eh? Yeah, I think that's not looking good for Sexton. But, uh... Well, I, okay, well, they, they can play, they play together. together. They can play that's, together, definitely. And, and, and that's I where disagree. I was going. And, that, and that's where I was going. So, with Darius Garland, obviously he had the injury, so he played, what, like, was it nine games at Vanderbilt? Yeah, Maybe a little he less? Much, he, he, he definitely didn't play much. From what I saw at Vanderbilt in yeah. those nine games... Had he played a full season, we might have been talking about him as over R.J. Barrett for number three. Like, that's how good that I See, thought yeah, he yeah. was. You have him. I, I have him. I had him at number four. Yeah, number four on my board was the last where I had him right behind Barrett. Absolutely. And, I th- and dude, like, he is so shifty. Oh, like, yeah. his handle is, like, near elite. A near elite handle, being able to shoot off the dribble. He's got a nice hop into his three pointer. I really like his ability uh, to shoot to shoot in a number of different ways. He's got range on his shot. He can finish around the rim. Um, I I didn't see too much as a passer from Darius Garland, and I think that might be an issue, especially if you want to play him next to Colin Sexton. But as a shooter, this guy is good. Yeah. No, yeah, very he, nice mechanics. I really like his balance. He can I really shoot off like the dribble uh, very yes, well. Absolutely, he, he can knock him down. And like, like we were just talking about Hunter, like his toe just behind the line from three. This guy can knock him down from. Wherever. He's got range. Like, Garland can just put him down from where. Absolutely, so absolutely. Like, I really like his game a lot. Um, a guy, ten thousand hours, I think on uh, Twitter. His name is uh, his name is Devin. He said he played against. Darius Garland, he said he was one of the shiftiest players he's ever guarded, and I was and I was like, okay, I I, I trust that man's opinion. I I've, I've seen him work. I've seen him work with many NBA guys. Man, See, Garland, I'm, say, I'm, though, a bi- I'm big. I'm big on Garland. He's athletic, but he, in my opinion, he's not like uber uber athletic. Like he's athletic, but he's there's more athletic than him. Sure, Definitely. absolutely, like, but he's I skilled for him. He's skilled and he is smart. Like he just understands the game very well. To me, he has enough athleticism. Enough, but it's not like absolutely elite athleticism by any means. The only problem is the knee injury. He wasn't a great athlete before that. Is he going to be what's going to happen after the knee injury? But he's got the talent there, and I still rank him for because that just he can just score and he can just shoot and he attacks the glass. He's aggressive on D, a little too aggressive sometimes, but like <laughs> he's just there's a lot to like about Darius Garland. It's when we come back from that, uh, 
Not knee, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what, what was it, torn ACL? I believe so. Yeah, it was left knee, I know that. Okay, well, I mean, not that a torn ACL is, you know, oh, we come back from that, no problem. But, I mean, you know, modern medicine, we've come a long way. The ACL definitely isn't it's what it used, it used to be. To, yeah. Absolutely. So, we'll, we'll see We'll see how that works. But Achilles I think we, is the one that always is like, I... I you, you, that scares you. That definitely, yeah, that scares, uh, that scares everybody and rightfully so. But I think we can both agree big on Garland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. I think the, the, the only question mark is the athleticism after the injury because it wasn't elite before. So let's see how it is after. But I think it'll be all right. All right. Good pick for Cleveland. All right. Sounds good. So let's go to number six. There was another trade here. Uh, the Phoenix Suns traded out of this number six pick to move down to 11 with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Minnesota Timberwolves receive into the number six pick uh, and the Phoenix Suns get the 11th pick and Dario Saric. So uh, with Minnesota selecting number six, they selected Jarrett Culver. Um, Nick, I understand that you're not the biggest Jarrett Culver fan. I'll, I'll let you have the floor on this one. Um, it's the first pick of the draft where I was like, yikes, because I knew he would go high. A lot of people had him high because there's that athleticism and stuff, but Jared Culver can't shoot. Like Jared Culver can't shoot. He can create pay. Like he, he, the numbers are okay. All in all, they're good, but I just do not see his game offensively translating to the NBA. I really don't. Defensively, I think he can be a guy who can contribute for you, come out, play some good defense, you know, has some showcasing as an offensive potential. I just really don't see it. His shooting does not look good to me. It doesn't look like something that can develop too well. Hey, uh, I, I hopefully I'm wrong for Derek Culver. I, I really hope so. Like, hopefully he has a great career, but I just don't see it, especially six overall. If you're just coming in a guy who can play some good defense defensively, you know, some offensive flashing, like shows a little potential offensively, but more just like kind of a defensive guy who can play two, three type thing. I don't like that at sixth overall. It's not that I'm not a huge Jared Culver fan. I'm just not a Jared Culver fan at sixth overall. You pick Jared Culver around like 13, 14, 15, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good value for Jared Culver. I just don't see Jared Culver at sixth overall. That's okay. not a good pick. In okay, fair enough. Um, I have some of the same issues as you do. So his shot, he's reworked his shot over the years from what I understand. Um, the shot now looks a little bit funky. looks like there's a hitch at the top of it. But he has a hella high release point. He can get that thing off over just about every, yeah. anybody. But it doesn't matter if it doesn't go in. That's so, true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, um, it, yeah it, it did look a little bit funky. I do have concerns about how the shot will translate uh, to the NBA game, especially off the dribble. Is If he's going to be expected to, you know, I don't think he's going to be the main engine of an offense by any means. But... Um, maybe as a catch and shoot guy, maybe he's a little bit different. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really get deep enough into, you know, the difference between his off the dribble versus catch and shoot game. But if he can become an adequate catch and shoot three point shooter, then you're looking at a solid, you know, three and D guy with a little bit more, you know, playmaking skills off the dribble game. I think, I think when it, for Jared Culver, it just comes down to, is the shooting going to come around? And if it does, I think his game rounds out not bad. Yeah. If it comes around, I just don't, I really don't see it. Well, there you go. But if you're not a believer in the shooting, then you shouldn't be high on Jared Culver. No, yeah. I'm not I'm like I said he's like around 15 is where I put him like he's gonna be a good defender I think and just in case like someone says oh because I'm a Gonzaga fan and they knocked out Gonzaga this is not like a bias against him. <laughs> like by any means like I actually went into that game high on Jared Culver I was raving to him my dad I was like watch this guy he's unreal like I like not unreal but like the flashing there and then I watched full tape against a good defense and I said Jared Culver Yikes, I have some questions. And then I went back and watched it again. I was like, yeah, this guy, you know what? He doesn't impress me as much as I really thought originally. Like, he's 
put it this way. He's on the way down for me. He's not on the way up, but we'll see what happens. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's go to number seven here. The Chicago Bulls selected Kobe White. Buckets. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Kobe White guy, man. I kind of like Kobe if White. If you like a guy who can score the basketball, you'll hate Kobe White. That guy can just score. Like, that's bottom line. Just scores. Like, that's what you got to say about Kobe White. Like, he has, I believe, the most freshman points ever for a North Carolina player beat Jordan's record, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Like, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, the guy can score. Like, at yeah, do you like what? What was your take? Well, I, I I agree. Um, the one thing that I'll say about Kobe White uh, on the negative side is I think he plays a little bit smaller than six five. If he I didn't does. tell you he was six five, you wouldn't believe it. No, I know. because like, I, and it's not the hair. The hair doesn't give him the six five. But like, he just plays a little bit and smaller. He's, he's like he's not strong either. He's, that's another knock on him. One eighty five, I think. Yeah, he's like six five. Yeah, one eighty five. Yeah, exactly. The things I do like about Kobe White: dynamic transition player can re- can really get downhill very quickly, very tough. to to stop in transition and foul him and he'll knock down the free throw like, yeah absolutely knocks down his free throw he, he definitely does i really like his pull-up game off the dribble i noticed that when he went to you know he's got a nice handle as well and when he went to his separation moves i love the balance on his jumper whether it was a big time step back where he created a lot of separation you could see that he was not off balance his yeah. stroke looks really good i i really like me some kobe white oh, man me too. i'm actually looking back at my draft ranking before and yeah it was Kobe White actually headed Darius Garland, so he was number four. Kobe so White there you go. There, there you go. So, yeah, I'm a big Kobe White guy. Um, I think you can play him next to Zach Levine. I, I think that he definitely is going to have to work on his decision-making skills, things like – Well, he's uh, a combo guard for definitely. sure. Definitely. Like, I really think so. Ab- absolutely. He's, I, 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 would you say he's kind of in the, the Jamal Murray mold? Yeah, would you say yeah. that that's a fair comparison yeah, kind of thing? For sure. He's. I think Murray's a little bit better of a playmaker, maybe. Sure, I, I would know, agree. But – Kobe White's just better athlete. Yes. Opinion, better athlete and can just score. The only problem is a little inconsistent. This morning sometimes, but for the most part, he can just get buckets. And he's a little chaotic on offense, gets turnover sometimes. Yeah, but, I saw that too. But, I mean, settle it down. I mean, he has the potential. I think this is a steal of a pick at seven. Yep, I like it too. I'm a big Kobe White guy, and I think it'll work out well. It's funny how he beat Jordan's record in North Carolina, and then the Bulls take him too. Hey, no coincidence, it sounds like to me. All right, number eight. So with uh, that number eight pick that New Orleans acquired in the trade with the Atlanta Hawks, they selected Jackson Hayes out of Texas. Nick, what did you see from Jackson Hayes? Big fan of Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, grew a ton. I'm going to look into that because going into this season, I did not think Jackson Hayes was 6'11". Maybe I could be wrong. He's... I know he's super, super athletic. That's one thing I like about him. Entering the season, I did not have Jackson Hayes all high on my list. That's why I was thinking, is there something that happened about Jackson Hayes that I just was kind of missing here? Because last year I didn't, or I mean, he was a freshman, but like I didn't really know much about Jackson Hayes entering this year. Like I didn't, coming into the season, I thought, who is Jackson Hayes? Like there's a lot of freshmen, you freshmen you know about coming into this year. Like, but I'd never heard much about Jackson Hayes. I don't know if I was just missing it. And all of a sudden, I just saw, like, other than the face-up, like, this guy can do a lot. I mean, there's a lot that needs work. But if he can get a little bit stronger, but not even much. Like, there is so much potential here. He's super, super athletic, who can score. He doesn't stop. He's a great shot blocker. He's a good defender. Like, he's he does pretty much everything well, except his face-up and... 
I think like boxing out and becoming just a better crisp rebounder, like a better fundamental rebounder and better face-up game. But other than that, he does pretty well everything well. He's a little aggressive, but I really like him. Again, entering the season, freshman, didn't know much about him, but hey, this year he flew up the board again for me. He was one of the freshmen that I didn't know much about. There was other freshmen that started high on the board for me and then just ended up falling. This is a guy who started lower and ended up going high. Like I like Jackson Hayes at this value. Yeah, definitely. So there's no sign of a jumper whatsoever. Not that that matters. No. Nope. Um, but he he does kind of project to me as a Clint Capella type. Oh, uh, exactly. Like Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella. Absolutely. Like, I think for sure. He just got to get a little stronger for Rudy Gobert, but he has the potential to be like a elite rim protector who can finish around the basket, and he does need to improve his free throw shooting. That's one thing for sure. So, but the potential is there with Jackson Hayes. I really do like this. Really like this pick of this value. I'm trying to look up all the Texas ba- uh, basketball centers that have come out of their team um, because I from I'm just I'm just off the top of my head Kevin Durant, uh, Jared Allen, Jackson Hayes, Tristan Thompson. I think there's more too. Where this just this program just pumps out big men, yeah, like good quality big men, and like I don't know what it is. Like I don't really know like why that's the case, but I kind of like the f- I, if you were. At, at, if you're in line of a lot of good big men that come out of a specific program, I kind of like that. That just tells me that that program is teaching the right sort of skills and the right things, and I, that just kind of rings well with me. Yeah, for sure. No, and there's <clears throat> the rooted. You can always like obviously every player is their own player, but if they're rooted in a certain program, there's something about that. I don't know. It goes a long way. It does. I agree. Also, just thinking about this. You're going to have the rim protection of Zion Williamson and Jackson Hayes. Yes. That's pretty looking pretty nice in my opinion. Now, let me be um, a little bit of devil's advocate here. Considering that the number eight pick was was probably the main asset that New Orleans got by trading out of that number four, do you think they could have gotten better value than Jackson Hayes with some of the guys that are still left on the board? At eighth overall, you're talking so you're talking guys that went from nine to nine down, nine down. So um, I'm th- he would be on my board. There is one guy higher than him. really one okay. Guy. Well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I just think in today's NBA, maybe there's a there's an argument that you could have got a center, uh, especially of his mold, and not have had to pay him as much. Yeah. So maybe I think I may again. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Maybe that's something that, especially a stretch big that could play next to Zion, i.e., a Brook Lopez or something of that ilk. Maybe that might have been a better use uh, of that time and being able to take a guy like you know a Cam Reddish, a say uh, a Seiko Seiko Dumboya. Seiko uh, Dumboya, by the way, is the guy. Okay, so fair enough. Uh, you know, a guy like Brandon Clark, who we're going to talk about Brandon in a little Clark bit. Just below. There you go. Uh, a Nasir. I guess they have enough. Nasir place. Little. The yeah, spot a Nasir after Little. Him, you're just hammering a lot oh, of my Okay, good. Right wow. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not even looking at your board either. Uh, so that's so may, maybe there's an argument there to have selected a different player. But, you know, I'm not a huge Jackson Hayes hater. In fact, I believe his dad was a Bengals tight end coach. So, you know. Hey, there you go. You so, got to love him. You're you got a big Bengals fan over here, if you didn't know. A uh, little football crossover. But, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not I'm not huge negative on Jackson Hayes. I think there are questions about the value of that eighth pick and whether or not you could have got someone a little bit better. But you know, um, again, if he does fill out and becomes that Clint Capella mold type of guy, and you've got a, a front court of Zion and Jackson Hayes, a fully formed Jackson Hayes, I mean, that's 
pretty damn good. I think at this value, like I said, there's only one guy I would have taken ahead of him at this point. Like, okay, I, so I fair really enough. Think, um, I think it was a good pick. I, I like it, but I do see your argument saying, hey, you can just get a guy who does the same type of thing, but I think the potential's there to really develop to be an elite guy who does that type of thing. Like well, shot then it, blocking. He yeah. just, he really needs to improve his fundamentals when it comes to rebounding, and I think he's got to develop a little more of a face-up game, but like, you don't have to, I guess, but like, the end of the day, really, that's his strength. I'm sure that's his weakness to me. Like I don't, and like obviously free throw shooting, but like it's with a lot of guys, if it's mold. So I mean, I think it's pretty good pick considering. Like, I mean, like like I touched upon, like we you touched upon this draft. I don't know. Like it, it's not <laughs> like I don't know. Four to ten. There's a lot of guys that I was like, I don't know if there'd be four to ten in the other drafts. So. Okay. Well, f- well, fair enough. Well, okay. Well, if, if you like them, you like them. I just thought I'd point out the fact that yeah, may- maybe yeah. there maybe there could be some other bigs on the open market you could have gone after. Yeah. Okay, Gonzaga fan. Yeah. Rui Hachimura to the Washington Wizards. Love Go. Rui. Love Rui as a Gonzaga guy, but don't like him at nine. Uh, oh, my goodness. I think goodness. that's my big thing is at nine. Oh, Ugh. my gosh. Like, I'm a Rui fan. Like, I've seen this guy put in the work ethic of Gonzaga. He's a cocky guy. A lot of people don't know. Like, he's, like, he's a nice guy, but he's always smiling. But he thinks he's better than you at 10 times out of 10. Like, he's going to be playing against Michael Jordan. He's going to think he's better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, he's just a guy. So, I like that about him. That's the thing, because he works hard, too. So, when you have that confidence and you work hard, there's a lot about the game you can develop. The only thing I don't like about him is he can't shoot. Like, the guy can't create really his – he can attack, but there's – I don't know. Like, there's not a ton he does exceptionally well. Like, he doesn't... There's n- Yeah, like, nothing about him screams, oh, NBA potential to me, other than the frame, really, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know about Rui. Like, that nine, like, he, there's some... De- like he said, like I was touching on, he has the confidence. He works hard. You saw... I, like, I, I watched Gonzaga religiously. Like, Gonzaga, I, I've seen his trajectory fly up. I just know how hard he works, but... I just don't think there's enough there to translate to worthy of being a top 10 NBA pick. Like, good for him. I'm really happy for him. But Washington, yeah, there's a lot of guys higher on my board that Washington could have gone at hey, either the same position or a different position. So, I don't know. Not the, not the greatest pick here for Washington. I mean, I guess there's some potential there because of the frame. But all in all, yeah, I don't think he does anything exceptionally Okay, fair enough. Well, I think we should point out that he was Gonzaga's leading scorer, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he also... There's just a thing, Gonzaga, the way they run, the way few ones the offense. He's efficient from the elbow. Like, he's, he's a solid, solid player. I just don't think that... What he does well, I just don't think he's going gonna, gonna to translate all that well to the NBA. I don't think it's going to... He's not going to be able to do it as well with the defenses there. And he's really got to develop that jump shot. He, that's a big thing for him. He has to develop the jump shot to be to survive here. And the one guy, I'll be honest with you, the guy who has the most offensive potential from Gonzaga, if we're talking Gonzaga, when I'm drafted. Like Norvelsh is the most offensive potential out of everyone. But overall game, like I think Brandon Clark from this draft from Gonzaga was the guy who's going to help you all in all the most. But then we'll talk about him later. All right, fair enough. I don't have anything to add on Rui. I think you watch Gonzaga more than, you know, just about everybody who is a Gonzaga fan and who is not a Gonzaga fan, so I will leave that opinion to you. Let's go to number 10. Uh, We've got Cam Reddish from the Atlanta Hawks, which actually we should mention fills out the Luka Doncic-Trey Young trade. So it it was, so it's Luka Doncic, 
for Trey Young and Cam Reddish. Nick, what are your thoughts on Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish just got game. He's just like he's the third guy in Zion Barrett. Like, but he's got game. You put him in another big school, like an ACC school, where he's the number one guy, and I think he's going to be a guy who could have went fourth overall, could have even been third overall over Barrett. Who knows the season if he had? Because Barrett went down, he could have went up. I don't know, his season ended up going trajectory down, but potential is there for Cam Reddish. Like, I think at 10, there's a lot to like there, but obviously there's the question marks with him, but I think all in all, it's a, it's a good pick. Yeah, I, I, I don't you're mind higher than, I think you're higher than Cam Reddish than I am, if you, I'm not mistaken. I, I, yeah, I think I am just a little bit because, again, he was just kind of pushing in this tertiary role. And you see, here's the problem, is that I am higher on him, but when he comes to Atlanta, he's going to play the same role. Right with Trey Young having the ball in his hands, uh, a guy like Kevin Herter is going to be a spot up threat, and he's going to play a lot of that same role, if I'm not mistaken. Like maybe he does a little bit of you know pick and roll ball handler stuff in secondary pick and roll actions, but, but like, I don't really think like he plays a much different role than what he's played at Duke when it comes down to it for the Atlanta Hawks. You are right, 100. percent But the one thing about Cam Reddish is he's still young as a freshman. That's and right. Him, he does kind of everything. I'm not going to say he does everything well, but he does kind of. Everything on the court, like he's yeah, he can defend, yeah, he can play make, yeah, he can shoot, yeah, he can attack. Like the potential is there, and he's yeah. only young, so it's like, all right, the frame is there. It's like, lots of like about Cam Reddish. Yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. So exactly, thing. But yeah. Can we put it all together and even make a few of those trades a master? You don't got to be the master of all of them. Hey, if you're the master of all of them, fantastic. But just get a few of those trades, like be a good carpenter and be a good you know tile layer. Like that's what I'm like, do. Do a few things exceptionally well. A few of those trades master him, and I think he has the potential. All in all, is it worth it for Doncic? So. Uh, yeah, that, that that's that's to be seen. We'll have we'll have to see. Although we, let's face it, Trey Young has gotten a lot closer to becoming the player um, that is comparable to Doncic than we might have thought when that trade went down. Like Trey Young, that last thirty games of the season was like he he played his way into the Rookie of the Year conversation oh, yeah. when we thought it was wrapped up. No, I know. Yeah, like but so you think Trey Young, Cam Reddish. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it might. Oh, well, I think Doncic will be better than the combo of both of those players. But I'm saying it's closer than we might have thought at the time. Yes. Yes. So that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, I just wrapping up on Cam Reddish here. I do like Cam Reddish. Uh, again, he's you you again. He can attack closeouts. He can make do a little bit of passing. He can run a little bit of pick and roll. He can be a catch and shoot guy. He can do a little bit of shot off the dribble. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. But what is he really really good at? Um, I think that's yet to be seen. Um, and, but I do like that he's got a little he's bit a of everything good in his bag. Player. And he's a so, yeah, he's a very solid defensive player. Yeah. I agree. I think he's got a little bit of everything in his bag, and that's never a bad thing. Uh, and so if you want to take that guy and see what your system can bring out of him, yeah. especially with a, a guy like at Trey 10. Young, who, and at 10 exactly, who's going to be able to get him and put him in the right positions to score and be successful, um, I think that this is a nice fit for Cam Reddish. Um, and we'll see how it goes going forward. Yeah. And that wraps up the top 10. Let's see. You want to talk about top 10? Guys Absolutely. Outside the top 10. I'm going to let you go off on number 11. Okay, well, I don't necessarily want to go off, but I just, like, I, I'm confused. I'm, I'm I'm confused, okay? So, the Phoenix Suns, right? So, before the draft started, they traded, they they traded number the 32 overall pick and TJ Warren for cash. So, I'm like, okay, well, they're clearing cap space. Okay, yeah. so maybe, I don't know what they're going to do with the cap space, but they have a plan. They're, 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 they're clearing cap space, right? Then they go out and make the Dario Saric trade, which Saric is due for, he's going to be extension eligible next offseason, which is, you know, he's going to be due for a payday and to be properly paid. So you're going to get one more year of cheap Dario Saric, and not even that cheap necessarily. And then 
They go and get Aaron Baines in another trade, which takes up another six million of their cap space. <laughs> so like, so like all of the cap space they created. Like, they sucked out through Dario Sarge and Aaron Baines, two guys that aren't helping you for the future and are, you know, fair, pretty much win-now players, like, in terms of, like, how they're going to help you. Like, maybe Sarge, if you want to pay him, okay, maybe you get some value out of him. But, I mean, Aaron Baines is, you know, a guy that you bring off the bench and Pete and have some solid minutes at backup center. That's a guy that you bring in there. Yeah. So not, uh, not a Suns fit. And then you go out and take... Cam Johnson. And I'm not even it's not even that I don't like Cameron Johnson, because I do. He's in he he's probably the best shooter in this draft. Like he's he, he's he's probably the best shooter in this draft. And he's six eight. And he can come off the screens and he can catch and shoot. He shot forty five percent from three. All of that is great. My problem is is that the guy doesn't like he's twenty three years old. He's twenty three years old and that and he's older than Devin Booker. No, I know, I know, but like and, 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 and what else does he do outside exactly. of being a big-time catch-and-shoot and, like, guy coming off the screens? He's too big to be a guy that comes off and shoots at the level of a guy like J.J. Redick. He doesn't, he's not small enough to be able to curl around those screens tightly yeah. and create the gravity. So he's going to be a, a probably solid, maybe even close to close to an elite shooter but outside of that what is it how is he helping your team and if he can and if he can develop you know the ability to tack closeouts and make decisions and all that sort of stuff well then hell yeah this is going to be a great player but but as of all i saw elite shooter older one of the the oldest i believe the oldest lottery pick the oldest lottery pick in like 10 years i believe jonathan gavoni says i'm not surprised and and so uh, he was basically on everybody's board he was over potential wise he's way overdrafted in mind too potential wise it's not there he's Probably going to get some minutes this year. Pretty well. He could have went in the 20s and got some minutes, probably, because he can shoot. That's one thing. He can knock down three. So, you know, get him some three. Get him open. Get him some open. Like you said, he can't really curl around screens and stuff like that. You get him some open. Well, he can. He's just not at a uh, level that's going to actually draw a ton of gravity. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys that can come off screens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But are you have smaller defenders or I think he can do okay? Too. Okay, maybe I missed that in his game again. After the top ten, it kind of dropped off in terms in terms of my knowledge of what's going on with these guys. So maybe there's something I missed there. No, but he's I, not worthy at eleven, dude. Like I'm not disagreeing there. He's like a mid twenties. Like, guy. did you see Kobe? Did you see Kobe White's reaction when they told him that Cam uh, oh, Johnson was? He was shocked. He was shocked. No, Cam, yeah, Cam Johnson is a guy who I had like probably. <clears throat> let me check. Nick's scrolling down his board, far down his board. <laughs> 33. 33. So second round. Or top of the second round. So, I mean, I mean, there you go. I don't really want to crap on the guy. I just, like, I, I just, I, I think we're going to always look at bad about Cam Johnson based on where he's drafted. But if he was drafted, like, adequately in the right spot, we could be thinking, damn, this guy's a really good player. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just where he got drafted, I think, was too high. And that's a shame because I think that's going to kind of poison the view of him uh, going forward. So, yeah, I know I know that's kind of unfortunate, but that's just kind of the way it is. So, yeah, I'll, we'll leave it from there. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of let you go off from here. So there's a couple guys you got highlighted in green here. Um, there's a guy I am particularly have my eyes on, uh, particularly at number 15. But if you've got a guy before then, uh, I'll, I'll let you kind of go off and Wait, see so who you want to talk about. Who do you want to talk about? Who were you? The, who was the guy you were looking to talk about? Sekou Demboya. Okay. Uh, so before he's very high on my board, like I said, he is. So guys before him, PJ Washington, Tyler Hero, Romeo Langford. Any of those guys that you? Yes, I'll talk about Langford. Okay, go ahead. Um, went to Boston, by the way. Who Langford? Yeah. Um, oh, like drafted by Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let me pull up my notes on Langford because I like Romeo Langford, and 
another thing about Romeo Link. I've every well, sorry, my computer just kind of. Well, all right. So going into this season, I had Romeo Link really high. Like I know there was potential. Like I saw it there. I was like, whoa, this guy's a he's a good athlete, long wingspan. He can just score. Gets like I've never seen a guy who drew well, obviously I've seen him. He and James Harden, but like I'm not comparing them, not comparing them, but he draws fouls. Like it's like, how does that like he's just like it's a skill of drawing fouls. Mm-hmm. We all know it. He has it. He's really good at drawing fouls and he knocks down his free throws too. So he can another guy who can post up guys that are smaller at a position. He can pass well enough, good rebounder, defends well enough, good enough athletic. He's got to improve the consistency in his shooting for sure, but this guy just all in all can score and he can do it very, very well. I have him. Where did I have him on my board? So I had him. Nine. So I had Lane Roman Lane for nine. So we need Wow, really? That five. high? Yeah. Interesting. So good pick here. I'm gonna give him that. Fair enough. Okay. I think the potential is there. That guy can just flat out score. There's obviously he's got to improve the shooting consistently. I, I of course this and like there's times where it's like if he he it's just him having the ball and he's not looking at anything else, it's just him going like He's a good enough player, but there are times where it's just like locking in Romeo Langford. I'm going to score the boss. I'm going to score. I'm going to score. So there's times like you got to get past that. But I think like there's there's a there's a lot of potential there. He didn't. His stock on most people went down entering the season, but for me, it went down a little. But I still like, I, had, I had him really high entering the season. Like for him, he pretty much maintained his position because I know it's there. I see it with him. Like for me, I just see the ability with him. So I like this pick. Good. Well, I, and you know, if he can be the shooting guard for Boston that we hope he can, I mean, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, those are all like three, four wings. You know what I mean? Like none of those guys are really like shooting guard type of guys in my opinion. So if he can fill that shooting guard role and really put those guys, you know, back into their places in terms of natural positions, I think that could be very valuable for Boston. Yeah. I think that's good. Boston got a good pick here. Great value. Perfect. You can go on. Seku Dumboya. I'm a big fan of this guy. He was so, eight on my... Or no, he was... It was Zion, Jean Morant, RJ Barrett, Darius Garland... Or sorry, Kobe White. And then, yeah, Seku. Wow. Yeah. So, 18-year-old out of CSP Limoges in France. Uh, in France sorry. So, he did not play college ball. He played professional uh, basketball in France. Um... Not only 18 years old, but he he's very skilled for his age, oh, man. Yeah. I really like this guy's skill level for 18. Uh, he's got if, – if you can – while I'm talking here, just kind of look up his uh, his dimensions in terms of um, how tall and wingspan and all that stuff. I know he's 6'9", 220. 6'9", 2'20", and I think the wingspan is longer oh, from what is, I understand. It is. I know that for sure. But. So, so with Seku, I – I did, obviously we don't have access to his film. He's not in. He, he's not in you the United it, States. But you, 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 you still. He's actually a guy where you. He was one of the guys that actually had quite a bit of. I was able to find quite a bit of him. I was able. Okay, able fair to, enough. I found quite a bit on him, and I was was very impressed with what I saw. He's oh. a guy I feel very confident with. Oh, okay, so maybe you can kind of supplement what I'm about to say with some of the real film. But when I went into some of his workouts and saw what he was able to do, he's smooth. The guy has, I think, an underrated handle, in my opinion. Yes, uh, he's got weird. very nice touch on his jump shot. His jump shot mechanics look very good. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. He can get to his spots in the mid-range, from what I understand. He's just freak athlete for his And size. very he's freak big, athlete. fast, strong, and scores at different weights. Yeah, 
Uh, absolutely, and again, <laughs> the core from what I from what I see too. So I'm a big fan of him. There's I, consistency I, issues. That's the thing. Sure, right? absolutely. But 18, the kid's 18, and he's, and he's a little lazy. You got some motor issues he's too. Got some motor in my well. Not that he has a motor issue. He's just on defense. He's lazy a little time. So I guess like not lazy, just like yeah, lazy's not the good word. He's definitely not lazy. He's more just well. He just doesn't know what an NBA motor is at the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. I think well, it, it, the motor's there. I don't question the motor. It's it's there's just something. Maybe it's like mental IQ. lapses. Then. Maybe I don't know if it's basketball IQ. There's just something. That's young, being young, playing professional basketball, right? He wasn't playing college. He was 18. Absolutely. So maybe that's, that's like where, it. maybe that's the basketball IQ where he's like, ah, I don't have that same basketball IQ. So maybe he's learning from that. So I think that's where I saw the, the oh, okay, maybe, huh? But like he's like, like I said, he's not playing college basketball. He's playing professional basketball. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to like here. He's got to be more consistent with his shooting, but there's a lot, a lot to like here. He can play like a three, four. He can, he's just a, he's a guy who, I thought he should have been a top 10 pick based on this draft because he has that potential. But hey, falling to 15, this is a steal. You can talk more about this. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I really don't have much more to say. I think Detroit made a great pick here. I'm surprised he's... Sl- he slid down as far as he could, as far as he did. Like if you look at the guy, like the guys above him, like this is a perfect example. Like I'm, I'm don't, I don't dislike PJ Washington, but if you're Charlotte and you're really on the rebuild, yeah, what a guy to have in I your, know. what a guy to have in your system for five years, for four sure. or five years, and have him be 22 by the time his second contract comes around, and still be able to say, hey, like this guy's only 22 and he's come four years in the league and he's still like developed four years in our system like how great would that have been Miami Heat same thing instead of taking a shooting guard like Tyler Harrell why not take that friggin wing that is going to be that could be a franchise chaser put him in that that dubious uh, fitness program, 9% body fat program that got going on yeah. on there. Turn him into some crazy, ridiculously level athlete that's taking care of his body properly, crazy good work ethic, can learn from a guy like Spolstra. a nice spot for Charlotte, Miami, more Miami. Like I, I think that that would have been a great spot for both of those guys. Now, you look at Boston, you say, wow, the ton of wings there, maybe not another wing to bring in here and upset yeah, the... You can even play some four some post too, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. So I think he would have been a great fit in both of those spots. Um, um, and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his game. I think we're going to hear a lot more about this kid going forward. Very good pick for Detroit. Um, Where do you want to go next? I'll leave that one up to you. Um, you want me to highlight picks I'm not huge on? Uh, Wherever you feel. Actually, you know what? You want to talk about uh, the Canadian kid, uh, Alexander Walker? He He's another guy that they uh, that New Orleans uh, was able to get in that trade as well. Like, again, draft's not fantastic, in my opinion. So, like... Shea Gilgis, Alexander's cousin. Not... That's not a scouting report. That's just a fact. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, he's good for, in this draft, I guess. I just don't, I don't know. It's a tough guy. Like, he's good. Like, I don't, obviously, I'm not. I think he went where he should have went in this draft, like, around the seven. But it's relative age. is what you're saying. But, like, yeah, if this was another draft, he'd be late 20s, I think. Like, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Like, the things he does well. He's a good shooter, but at the same time, he's a very streaky shooter. So, it's like. All right. At the end of the day, he's a solid guy. He can move the ball around, but, like, doesn't move it amazing. Not a great athlete. Definitely smart, but, like, I don't know. I don't think – I don't see him doing anything extremely well. He's just kind of a guy who, when he's hot, he's hot. But when he's not, he doesn't do a ton else for you, I guess. Okay. Like, I don't know. He's – Okay, fair enough. I guess for this draft, solid value. I think there's some potential there to be a contributor in the NBA. I just don't... I don't, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a solid player. He's not a guy I rave about. Anyway. 
Okay. Uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's talk... Um, Any guy you want to go to. Guy you don't like, guy you were just interested in, guy you want to know more about. Order. What are we saying here? Let's go with... Brandon Clark. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. Let's, uh, this, this, to me, could be the steal of the draft. I like... Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark looking at that like another like oh my goodness like okay rim protection for days <laughs> like I don't know like Brandon Clark is one of the best like help defenders I in terms of terms oh, of coming absolutely over. that's his strength this guy instincts he, like, just such good instincts in my athlete. opinion yeah like they're saying oh he's six eight how can he play the five six eight wingspan too and they're like oh yeah you know what they said they said the same thing about Sabonis look how that it, turned out it, but. They're saying he can't play the five, so that's the knock on Clark. How can he play the five? He's older, like he's a red shirt, like he's like why? Like there's a lot. Like that's the question on him, but he contributes whether he plays the f- the four or the five. He is, I think he's small ball lineups. He is gonna eat teams up at the five. Like I'm telling you, he is going to eat teams up. This guy is athletic, like athletic for his size. You can lob it up to him offensively. I don't know if there's a ton of huge potential there, but. The athleticism allows for some potential there offensively, but he's going to contribute a lot at 21. Like He is going to give you a lot on both sides of the court, whether it's screen setting on offense, shot blocking on defense. He is going to give you a lot and contribute right away, and there's still some upside there. So at 21, that is a pick. I like him too. I would have picked him at 9 ahead of Hachimura if we're talking Gonzaga guys. I tweeted, like, as so, like I thought... Clark was 9, by the way, at my draft board. Who? Clark was 9, and Jackson Hayes was 10. Okay. Um, I thought for sure that the Spurs were going to draft Brandon Clark. I thought that that was a Brandon Clark pick written all over it. They took Lukas Samanich instead. Again, a guy I know absolutely nothing yeah, about. That's a guy. At a, at a Slovenia. Yeah. And he and knowing I'm not going to doubt the Spurs whatsoever in terms of their ability to pick guys, especially overseas. I mean, especially overseas. Yeah. Let me let me let me stress that. But I love me some Brandon Clark, man. I, I love his instincts. You know, the jumper isn't there. Who cares? Everything else he does well. Yeah. Especially <laughs> defensively. Yeah. Especially defensively. Like and he's a smart he, player. He, remember that 35-5-5 and five game he had in the tournament or something like that? And the only other guy that did something like that, I think, was like Shaq. Yeah. It was like 35 points, like five rebounds, five blocks, I think, was the game. And nobody else had done that other than Shaq, I believe, was the, was the statistic. Brandon Clark. I remember it was something, yeah. It was just ridiculous and i again the the instincts are there for him uh offensively he is a, he, he is a leaper you can throw this guy lobs uh he's got a little bit of a low post game too it's not like he just because he doesn't have a jumper doesn't mean he can't score again 35 points you don't just get that off of straight lobs the whole game 100%. like he he's able to do some stuff down low in the paint you does make that a lot easier for him but fair I mean, enough but of course the nba can do it was clark port in 36 points on a hilariously efficient 15 of 18, this is from, yes. this, this is from the Scores article written by Cash, Joseph Cashiero. Um, where is it here? Oh, right here. It was 36 points, 15 of 18 shooting, with 8 rebounds, 5 blocks, 3 assists, 2 steals. Making the third player in tournament history to record a line of 35 plus five blo- thirty-five points and 5 blocks, joining David Robinson and Shaq. 
Oh my goodness! <laughs> what a, so? It, 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 just in case you're wondering what kind of company he's going to be in in terms of his college production, you, your answer is right there. Again, love Brandon Clark. I thought that that was a great pick. I think he's going to be a great pick going forward. Yeah. Um, a guy, another guy, I want to talk about here, just kind of rounding out the first round. Unless you've got another one or two guys you want to talk about. Nisir actually, Little, uh, the yeah, Nisir Little. Actually, yeah. I want to talk about Kevin Porter after as well. Yes, that's another. Yeah, those are the last two guys. In the first round, and then from there, I'll kind of let you go off for the second round because cool. that's that's where other than Bull Bull, that's oh, that's pretty much where I fall off yeah. here. Little's pretty high on my board. He was top fifteen at the end of the season. He, I don't know. So. He just kept slipping and slipping on draft to start days. the season. Nazir Little, he was my number three. He was my number three prospect to start the season. Yeah, and like he didn't play a lot of minutes uh, at UNC. I get that. Um, but he just showed a lot of flashes. I mean, the guy defensively is excellent. Uh, he's a great help defender. He's a good on ball defender. Uh, his ability to knock down shots is solid. He just has all those things that kind of project to the next level. Again, another freshman. So he's very young. You, you know, he didn't again with guys like Kobe white, Cam Johnson, Keldon Johnson, those guys are taking up shots. Like those guys are taking up. Oh no, sorry. No, Keldon Johnson was in Kentucky. My bad. Cam Johnson and Kobe White, those guys are taking up a ton of shots. And again, I think with... Well, sorry, I'm I'm blanking on the coach's name. Can you give me... Uh, not uh, Calipari, but... Uh, yeah, Roy Williams. When it comes to Roy Williams, he plays the guys he trusts a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. Roy Williams. Yeah. 100% he does. Yeah. Yeah. So he may play so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> good point. Excellent. That's why Luke play... May, sorry, Luke may play so much. So... I think he could have played more, and if he played more and put up a little more stats, I think people would have been a little bit higher on him. I think the low minute totals would probably contributed to the fact that he went so low. But I think he's got a lot of things, including uh, the catch and shoot jumper, including See, the defensive I, instincts that project well at the next level. I don't level. think he's a good shooter. Okay, fair enough. But um, when you when you consider the fact that Al Farouk Aminu looking like he's going to be gone, Mo Harkless looking like he's going to be gone, what a guy to be able to plug in there at the four or the three. And to fill, kind of to fill that void going forward, especially when you're going to play, if you, he ends up starting and you play him next to Dame and CJ, what a guy that you can put on your best uh, offensive player on the other team, especially when those guys, you know, aren't touted necessarily for their defense. Oh, dude, this is one of, this is, could be me. I think Clark is the steal of the draft in terms of value, but I think this could be the number three or number two steal me, or no, definitely see Seku. Dumbaya is number one, and then Clark is number two, and then number three is, I'd say, as you're little in terms of that, you're looking at pure value. Like, this is some value. Like, he can, the upside is there at 25. You're not risking anything. Yeah, usually at 25, you're not getting guys with this much upside. No, <laughs> no, you really you are aren't. not. So, Portland, great job taking him. Why he wasn't taken before that? I mean, we're taking over Grant Williams, probably Darius Baisley. Jerome taking over, so yeah, I would have taken over uh, Matisse Tebow too. Samanish for Meeks, I didn't know much about him. I would have taken over Alexander Walker. So yeah, yeah. quite quite a, quite a few guys, but I think he projects well at the next level. Um, okay, let's go to Kevin Porter Jr. I think the thing about Kevin Porter Jr. that we all really know, um, at a USC freshman, he is the I think the best individual shot creator in this in this draft in terms of his ability to just be able to separate from his defender and rise up for the jumper. Like the, but that's the thing is that's like that's where it ends for <laughs> for and no I'm not kidding because no, if I he know. if it was more than that he would be way higher up this oh, board. He's, he's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. Super good athlete. In my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But he's going to play in Cleveland next to Darius Baisley, 
next to Colin Sexton, and now we've got Kevin Porter Jr. as a third guard. So this, this from what I saw of Kevin Porter, he was an on-ball guard. He he's just a lefty. He has um he's got just great separation skills. Like his ability to separate for him from his defender, like is uh, in the top tier of this draft. He can no, he can score different ways. He just doesn't do it consistently with the shooting. Like he he his shooting is pretty. And he doesn't shit his free throws either. Like, there's some things to not like about him. Like you said, he's a great athlete who he's a good scorer off the dribble, man. Like, this guy has some talent. Like, there's very much so. So, like, I like it here. He he just there's there's a lot of he's a big time. Like, this guy could be nothing, or this guy could be something. Like, yeah, he's a very like you got to mold him. Like, but again, great value for thirty. Yeah, for, especially in this draft. Agreed. All right, I'll let you go where you want to go from here. Um. Yeah, so you, you kind of tell me, uh, you kind of go off in a little okay. tangent if you like. I'll so just guys. talk about guys that I think might have might be a good pick for the second round. I'm going to say, okay, starts the second round, Nick Claxton, good pick. I think there's a lot to like there. Carson Edwards, I think like I, there's something about him with Purdue. That, I, I think that tournament him. game really boosted his yeah, stock. 100%. But he's a guy who can just control the pace. Like He's a guy who just, you trust him with the ball. He kind of reminded me a little of... Williams Goss and who's on Gonzaga, but Carson Edwards I think has more upside off like all in all. But like I don't mind him. I mean, if you're getting compared to Williams Goss in terms of NBA potential, it's probably not amazing. But like he's just a guy you feel comfortable with in terms of having the ball. I think there's some some potential value there. Bruno Fernando, another guy, I think there's some potential there as well. Um there's another guy we can touch on. Uh Admiral Schofield can score. He's a bucket getter. So I like that at 42. Like, I know he's a senior, right? You like that at 42. He's a bucket getter. Good pick there. What about Bull Bull? Let's talk a little bit about Bull Okay, Bull. yeah. Bull Bull is a guy. He, I'm surprised he got out of the first round, if I'm being honest, just because of the upside. There is so much upside here. So that's why I'm surprised how the heck. The foot injury dropped him from of what course. I understand. Of course. And yeah. there's obviously things that they know that we don't know. Like, I'm sure the medical is not good for him. Like, I'm sure there's the things that aren't great, but... Late first round, he's a guy, it's a no-brainer for me to take a flyer on. Like, he has the upside to just be a contributor at his size. It's, like, just so much to like. There's so much, there's a lot night to like, but at 44, hell of a steal as well. Absolutely, and and that's, I think that's the second year in a row that Denver has gotten a, a nice steal. steal. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll with see Porter Jr. Porter Jr. Yeah, well, I we, we think that he's going to be back uh, sometime this year. He's going to be yeah. playing Summer League, so exactly. we're going to see. Yeah. No, I mean, we'll see how he does, but I think, yeah, potentially. Absolutely. Um, um, Jalen McDaniels, I think, was a good pick at 52. Um, let's keep looking here. Yeah, Jalen Hands. I kind of like Jalen Yeah, Jalen Hands is a solid pick there. UCLA was kind of a disaster, but good pick there. Get him out of it. Um, and then that, yeah, and then we, I guess we can touch up. That sums up around the second round yeah, for me. I guess we I'm just hit over, yeah, we just hit over an hour here, so if you want to okay. just talk about some of the undrafted guys. Um, Quick. I'll talk about Because I know there's a couple that you, you liked specifically there. Okay, so. uh, Lugens Dort, Canadian. I yep. like him going to the OKC. He can do some things for you. Uh, like, um, I think Marquise Bolden has some potential from Duke. I really do. Going with Cleveland. Uh, Jalen Horde from Wake Forest. Another guy I think with some potential. He's Portland Trailblazers. Again, when I say some potential, I think these are undrafted guys that have some potential to make the team and potentially contribute. Like, I think they're, hey, you could have got a good guy here undrafted. I think another guy who falls there... Um, DJ King, another guy I think has some potential there. Um, Louisville went to the Knicks. Zach Norvell, my guy at Gonzaga. Lakers signing with him. I really like that because that guy, he defines streaky, but he is a bucket getter. Like just from anywhere. He's a guy from deep, from anywhere. He'll pull up and 
if he's on, watch out. Like, he's not missing. Like, it doesn't matter where he pulls up from. He's so, going to have an interesting battle with Taylor Horton Tucker, I think, to get those probably backup point guard minutes for the Lakers. Well, so he's well, definitely an off-ball guy, North Val. Like, he can play some on-ball, oh, okay. but, like, he's a guy, like, you pin downs and stuff. He's If he's on, watch out. Like, it's game. Like, he can create his own shot. He can definitely create his own shot, but he's a guy, like, there's when you watch him at times you're watching him like how's this guy not a lottery guy but then your times you're like okay that's why he's not a lottery guy so like defensively he's obviously a lost cause like not a lost cause but there's not much there to like on D but offensively he has game changing potential so I like that signing um, who else are there Tyus uh, Battle from Syracuse I think him going to Minnesota is okay I love me some Josh Perkins all time leader in assists Gonzaga. Uh, past John Stockton this year, but uh, he went to Charlotte undrafted. But I'm not going to say he's a Mick team. I don't all he can. He's definitely a great contributor, but not a guy I can see making an NBA roster at this point. Um, Simi Shitu, I think he's a guy who. Yeah, he was on some draft boards yeah, from what I, I understand. He, yeah, so like he's a guy starting this year was kind of high because I saw so much potential there. And he went undrafted, so Memphis, good find there. Um, who else was there? Uh, yeah, that's that's probably. Yeah, top. Yeah, that's that's probably what I'd say from undrafted. Okay, fair enough. So we went through the whole thing. Um, I think we'll wrap it. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, I want your favorite pick and your least favorite pick. Okay, so favorite pick based F- off of favorite value. Pick, yeah, but based off of value, a guy you like. I'll, I'll let you take. Okay, I guess I'll take like, that definition any way you want. I know I already talked about value picks, and I keep changing my mind throughout it. And I had my old board before, so now I have my new board. And- Halfway through, I switched. I know the players I like. I know, but and I, when I for winning going into the draft, the board I had based off of that and everything, I think the worst pick would be Culver at six or oh no, sorry, Hachimura at nine. Hachimura at nine would be the worst pick for value, and the best pick for value, fifteen, Gumbaya. I literally have the exact same two guys. Okay, then I'll switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, my best value pick would be Brandon Cole. No, I'm not going to go Brandon Clark. Well, that's a solid pick, no, though. I'm going to go my best value pick would be Kobe White at seven, considering okay. what went in front of him. So okay, cool. The Bulls end up with Kobe White when they're, like, the guys that went in front of him. Okay, I think that. And then I guess outside Hachimura, I guess Culver or... Chumo Kiki, I guess, at 16. I don't get that at all. But um, Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, probably probably Hachimura or Cam Johnson from a value standpoint. And then I think my favorite pick is probably uh, Sekou Dumboya or Brandon Clark, I think, from a value perspective as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are my two guys. All right, awesome. Thanks uh, so much for joining us on this draft review pod. Um, I think I've got uh, a special guest coming up in the near future. Nick, I'll tell you about this offline in a minute. Uh, but um, look out for that, and uh, there'll be more off-season content and obviously for agencies right around the corner, so we'll be getting to that as well. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, as always. I love the NCAA, NCAA talk. Yeah. Per- perfect. Thanks so much again for listening to the ISO Ball podcast. Again, you can find us on Twitter at I-S-O-B-A-L-L-P-O-D. Uh, look for that on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, we'll talk soon. See you later.